This week on the In-Depth with Graham Bensinger podcast, Ozzy Guillen, the former Major League Manager and player, is best known for his outspoken personality. I like to prove people wrong. I love it. That's the best thing a man can do. Which has led to criticism along the way. People, they don't know me. They talk about me without knowing me. We went to Chicago in 2011 to chat with a two-time World Series champ about everything from his childhood in Venezuela. Did you grow up where I grew up? You feel proud of who, you are, who I am. Oof, my God, I see a lot of bad stuff. To the first time he bought a house. everyone, I did it. I did it, and I said, I, I think that was the most proud thing I ever did in my life. And memories from Chicago's championship run. When they take the field, we know we're gonna kick some butt. But our conversation began inside the White Sox locker room where Guillen discussed his strategy as a manager. So, uh, Kenny Williams said, even when you, he remembers even when you were a player, you would try and convince the, your, your then manager to make a pitching change or do a pitch out. You've worked over the years with the likes of Tony LaRusa, Bobby Cox, Jack McKeon. How about the best managerial lesson you've learned over the years? I think I picked a little bit of everyone. I, I think uh, the way Bobby Costrey's play was outstanding kind of old school way. Uh, I love the way Jeff Thorpe treat people uh, in family way. Like Jeff Thorpe for him, it was family. And I like that. I like that because I think our family is very important in our, in our game. And a little bit of a, a, a Jack, because Jack, you know, he crap about anybody. He's seven, he was 72 years old. What are you gonna do, get fired? You know, okay, I go back home. I kind of like that because I say, I remember Jack told me, he said, you ever manage it, never change. Never change, never, never try to please anybody. Please your players, get the best out of them, and be yourself. And, uh, and that's a good advice, because sometimes when you get this job, you change a lot for a lot of people, and you, were, you forget about who you are and what you do, and you forget about the main reason, and the only one reason thing you are here is for your players. You just start thinking about what the general manager gonna say, what the owner's gonna say, what the media gonna talk about it, what the fans want. All of a sudden, you get involved in so many different thing. That's not the important thing. I think the important thing, how I prepare myself to be the best guy to prepare my players to play for me and make sure they respect me. I always say, I told my players, you know how to like me, you know how to love me, I don't mind you hate me, that's part of the game. They learn you respect because you got to give respect back. And speaking of that preparation, how much of an interest do you have in reading scouting reports? Well, if I only really sit down and read the scout report, as you look at my table, my table is like this big. Right. And you change that too, yeah, right? You know, it used because, to be large. Yeah, you got larger because in the, the largest table is more paper and going through it. And, and I, I think my first year, obviously, I got to do it because I need some help. I don't know anybody in the league. I don't know who's who, I don't know who's managing. Uh, like we play the National League, obviously I had to read the scout report very carefully, you know what I mean, step by step. Uh, we got to play against Minnesota, Cleveland, uh, Kansas City. Now, you know what I mean, I, I'm not reading that much because it's I'm not prepared now after that many years competing against the same manager, almost the same kind of ball club. Then I wasted my time here, but I, I, is I do re read the scout report, yes I do whatever I need. But, but you, you said it's more important to you figuring out how the opposing manager is going to manage against you. I gotta compete against the manager, I'm not gonna compete against the players. Players compete, compete against them. 
I compete against the manager. Why? Because I, I want to think in what he think. And what will you look for? I look weaknesses or, or like, I always try to put myself in a situation like, oh, I never thought you were going to do that. That's how obviously that's why I did it. But you know that he run when he's obvious going to be him run when I got to bring the lefty for the lefty. I want to say, okay, I got to, who, who I want to face out of the, the bench. You know, I know I got to be in the lefty, then I got to pinch hit for him. If they do, who's going to be the guy? You know what I mean? All the little things, uh, some managers don't make any moves to, to say, well, I got to stick with him. And, and, and that's something, that's, that's, a, that's the only fun to me, that's the only fun part of the game. Because the competition, the, uh, even you make the move every day, same move, different move, the players is the one going to make you look good or look bad. I always say baseball is the hardest sport to coach. Why? Soccer, basketball, uh, football, it's a team, it's a team. You can put guys in and out anytime you want. In baseball, you just leave the guy there, nine innings, out of there. I cannot make change and put the guys back. The sooner I take him out, it's, it's, it's over with. And that's why you have to be careful and, and you're always related by your players. If your players good, you'll be a great manager. If, you're not, if they're not good, you're going to fail and you're going to get fired. And I always believe that. That's why, to me, it's very important the relation with my players than anything else. I think I have a better relation with my players, or try to have a better relation with my players than my own kids. Why? Because my kids, I can control my kids. I cannot control the players, especially if they make $20 million, especially if you have to play me. But you said you don't like superstar players uh, on no, your team. No, I don't like superstar. No, I say I don't like players. They think they're superstar. They're bigger in the game. They're bigger than the, the teammates. Listen, I am managing Ken Griffey Jr., awesome. People say, oh, you're going to have trouble with Kenny, with Ken, Ken, I'm sorry, Ken Griffey Jr. because he's a superstar. Listen, I talked to him before. I'm managing Manny Ramirez. I'm managing Fran Thomas. I'm managing uh, Roberto Alomar. You know what I mean? To what extent do you have to change your managerial style to... No, I got to tell them the ways we're doing stuff here. It, we're not doing the way you want it. We do the win, the White Sox way, the Aussies way. Or the team ways. A, a lot of people say Aussies ways. No, it's a team. The rules, it's the team rules. It's not Aussies rules. And people have to understand, like, when I have a rule, this is the two rules. It's not like when we're winning, no care about the rules. When we're losing, the rules back. The rules there every day, no matter we're playing good or we play bad. I want to take you back to the 2005 White Sox World Series championship season. The team was struggling some at a point down the stretch, and it had been reported that occasionally you would retreat to your office and be so upset with the losses that you would literally vomit. How true is that? That's very true. Why? I know was uh, because I think we have we wasting our chance. Are we wasting our chance? I think we got a great chance to do what we did. How would you explain the satisfaction that comes from guiding the team to a World Series championship? You know, the only thing I, I thank God that day to be the guy was the manager, the ball club. I never say, wow, look at what I did. It wasn't my ball club. I never did. Sure, but, but lots of praise has been uh, you know, given your way because of how you transform the team. So, no, I mean, you have to play, accept some credit. Very good players. No, they, they're not what superstars, but they play the game right. They show up to play and win games every day. When they take the field, we know we're going to kick some butt. They know. They have that feeling about it. They have a great pitching staff. They have great defense. They got a great... But, listen, it's a funny thing about it because a lot of people know me the way I am. People thought... The soon we got the last out, 
in Houston. I got to jump on the field and. You didn't. You stayed I didn't. in the dugout. No, because that's not my win. I, the only thing I did, I grabbed my three kids, hugged them, kissed them, and thank God to be the guy who it was. Then I stay away from the players. I Why? did because that's because that's their party, that's their job. That the, the, the reason we got there because they did it, not because I did it. I think it was nice to be out there and help. But I think people thought I was jump around and be naked on the field, run all over the place. People be pulling me in the shoulders like a matador and walk around. Nah, just well, somebody that just has a very vague idea of your personality would. But think people wrong jump. about my personality. But people are very wrong about me. I respect the game, I respect the opposite team, I respect their manager. I don't gotta jump around and show the manager, look, I beat you. That's, 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 I don't gotta say that unprofessional because it's not, because people did it. But I was getting paid to win. What do you think the biggest misconception is that people have of you? People, they don't know me. They talk about me without knowing me. That's not, that thing I, I hate the most. And sometimes when I talk about some subject, People print or say a little thing about the subject. They don't say anything on why I say it, when I say it, and how I was. Like I talk in the, pe in the media, I say, well, well, you know what? This play, we're not playing very well today. We I say it in this tone, and you read it, people think I'm screaming, and you know what I mean? That's, that's one thing I, I hate. Taking the comments out of context. Well, no, the comments I make, but they, they, they just, just the little comments about, Look at what he say, but they not say exactly how it start, when I say it, how I say it. And I, I, I think I hate that sometimes but because they put me in the spot, they have to explain. I say, wait a minute, I not say that. Well, I'm sorry, I just say that, but why I say it? It's a, lot, it's a long way when I get to that point, when I say that. And I, I think a lot of people don't understand. I always say to people, I say, if you don't know me, why you judge me? You around me every day, you know exactly who I am. And, 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 and when, when we have people for another ball club, the only thing, the first thing I say is that now you got to find out who's Ozzy. It's not what people say, it's not what people think, it's not what people got in his mind. I, I walk in the All Star game one day, and great with kids. Awesome. I think because I love kids. And I walk to the All Star game, the, the elevator opening up, and the parents go to say, that's a crazy guy. Well, yeah, you know I mean, kind of like what? A crazy guy? Uh, you know what I mean? Nice to meet you too. <laughs> yeah, it's like a crazy guy. Well, you know what? I never, I never have any problem drinking. I don't have any problem with women. I don't have any problem with anything. I'm a great family man, and I, I, I try to be the best father. But one thing about it, I'm very shy of the field. I'm not shy on the field because I'm not, but I don't go to places because people. I don't like people paying my food. Uh, I'd rather be in my house with my wife and my dog and cook by my, you know, have a barbecue than be out. Like people think, uh, as is in Chicago, he's in every bar, jumping around. No, that's what I got my kids for. They do my job, go and have fun. I'm very opposite what people think, very, very opposite. I never leave hotel bars. I always see them. You, you go to any hotel bar, I'm gonna sit there. And I always, I don't like to be by myself. I, I always got, people around me because I like to talk, but it's, it's a lot of people, it's, it's very, very wrong how they judge me about them. they don't know me. Listen, man, I'm not khaki. People think I'm khaki and arrogant. I just, I have a lot of security in myself. I can do a lot of stuff in baseball. Two things I can, GM or honor.
I can be owner, I can be a GM. Why? Because first of all, I don't have the passion and the patience to be a GM. Be nice to have owner money. And, but I don't have the money for, to be the owner. But that's why it's too things I can be. And a lot, of, a lot of people, every time I say that, people in the front office get mad at me because, look, he's talking crap. No. I just be honest. I just, I, I know I can do a lot of things in baseball and just, I maybe not have to be manager, but I can do a lot of things. I want to take you back to your playing days. Uh, you played with the White Sox for something like 13 seasons. How well do you recall being involved with, or playing a part of uh, Tom Seaver's uh, 300th victory? My kids make it fun of me when I say that. Okay, this is a stupidity. A great story, oh, though. so fresh. I told Tom Seaver, I just got traded to the White Sox. I don't know anybody. Oh, the song, Drew the Baby, Potch, Seaver, Baines, uh, Carlton Fisk to the catcher. Fisk. All those guys, and all of a sudden you the baby of the thing. I walk, we, we take a batting practice, and, and he's in right field standing up, and I say, you know what? I will win the game 300 for you. I will get the base hit to win the game. Now this idiot from, from Okumara to Venezuela telling this legend about this. I don't know if I was crazy, or I was too sure, or I was too secure about me, or too fresh about telling this man. And since that day, our relation was very special relation. I don't know why. He grabbed me up on his win, and I did it. We in New York, I get a base hit, land drive, they whiff it up for the ball, ball drop, game winning RBI, as again. That was like, wow, it meant to be. And one thing I always remember about Seaver, I was coaching the Marlins. And he went to the coach's room. I said, I never do that to anyone, but for you, I come all the way down here to say hi. That's neat. And that was one of the, my trios in my life. Like this man come all the way from the booth, come down here to say hi to me from all everybody. That, that, that was huge for me. My ego so, was so high for the first time ever. I was like, wow, look at who say hi. This man come all the way. And that, that's, that, that's what you create when you're a player. A lot of friends, a lot of enemies. But the only good thing you Connecting to you is the friendship you make with players and coaches and fans and media. Uh, that's the only thing you get. That's the only thing you get when, when you're here in this game. Money, money's for your kids and somebody else when you die. Friendship, you got to be there forever. It's nothing better when you create a very great relationship and, and, and very clear friendships. And, and that's only you can get. When you were playing, how victimized were you by the hidden ball trick? You know what's funny? Because when you try to be one and you get the one, because I used to do that a lot to the players, all of a sudden, do you know the funny thing about this? There was a back-to-back -back day. Oh, really? It happened more than twice so Milwaukee, Detroit, didn't it? Then we fly from Milwaukee, then we come here and play Detroit, and they got me here too. And that's, you know what's, <laughs> you know what's funny thing about it? <laughs> when you be in this game for so long and you the highlight you have, it just gives back to my fire, tricky ball. That's embarrassing. <laughs> But that's, I, I think, I told my kids, I go, you know what? I think I do a lot of good stuff in baseball. They only show the bad stuff. A lot of people make it fun of me because of that. But I told the people, I said, no. The worst thing about this is about the back-to-back -back days. One night here in Milwaukee, one night in Chicago. That was, that was the most embarrassing. Like, but I told people, that's my excuse. At least I was on base twice. <laughs> <laughs>
your relationship with General Manager Kenny Williams has had its ups and downs. I think I, I read one article where it was reported you guys once nearly came to yes, blows. Physical that's, a that's a passion for for the game. That's a passion for 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 to have success in life. And I think since we we got that back and forth, we learn as a person. We learn. We grow up as a person. We grow up as a business people. We have a personal problems in the past, but we know involve those problems on the field. Obviously, when people think there was. My team was playing better when we had that problem. They weren't, but I don't think, the only thing I was worried about, how the team would react about that. They react pretty well. They, they, everybody else was shocked. I mean, oh, they, 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 they're gonna kill each other. They, it not was to that point, like we were gonna kill each other. We could, we would. It get to the point either one we we would because we very tempered guy people. We very passionate. We this remember Kenny's from Oakland and from Caracas. Yeah, you know I mean that's that's two people you have to survive. You he grew up surviving. So do I. And that's 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 too much. In you know, there, but I think everything was very professional. We 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 not like each other for a little while. Yes. When was it at its worst, and how were you able to recover from it? Oh, we recovered from that. I don't think, I don't think I can come to work. I hate come to work the way I did. I hate come to work for like three months. Really? Yes. Why? Because I hate everything around me. I hate everything. The only thing I love, be honest with you, the thing I love it was my players and my family and the PR department. That was good. But everybody, I hated. I hate I hate people walk around. I hate people who wear socks because I don't think we was in the same page. Uh, and what did it take to get back on the same page? Talk, communication, be open, and respect your opinion, respect my opinion. And uh, so far, being pretty good. You know what I mean? And it get to the point like they're gonna train me, they are leaving, and, and, and everything that, that the comments out there. I was thinking about the ball club. I was thinking about the team. I'm not thinking about anybody else. I was thinking about 25 games. I had to respond for them. And I don't want to respond to the media about my problem with Kenny. And that was the, the, the that was a, that was my fear about everything else. I told Jerry, I'm very honest, hey, you don't want me here, I leave. You think I'm not the man for this organization, I leave. I want the best for the White Sox. I don't want the best for us again. I'm not, I never will, I never will. Because White Sox made me rich. White Sox made me famous, but White Sox gave me a lot of Great thing, great thing, even great family, because White Sox. My kids was here when he was one years old. He's 27. You know, all my kids, my family grew up in this city, grew up, and I'd rather, I'd rather leave. I'd rather leave them White Sox to keep me because who I am and what I did. If, if, if I'm not the man, they got conference, and they, they think I can do that, I leave. I don't, I, Money, yes, very welcome. I got three kids. I got to take care of that. I expect to have grandchilds. I got to take care of that. But I can't find a job somewhere else. I know, but I don't think it's going to be the same. It had to be the same, you know, kind of close because this is a new job. But I rattle, I rattle this organization go in the right way and go in the wrong way with me. The one thing that's refreshing about you that's constantly pointed out in articles and among others is that you're willing to say what's on your mind, which is rare among people who are famous, especially those who are the face of an organization as a head coach or a manager. What do you think the biggest benefit is of being outspoken? I don't think it's been benefit. 
People don't like to hear the truth. People don't like to hear what is it. How about the comment you most regret making? Only one. Only one, re I, I like, wow, man. And I was right, but. What was the comment? When I talk about Alex Rodriguez going to represent Dominican republics, and, and I say, well, Alex not Dominican. I say, well, he is. No, his mother is Dominican. He born in the United States. That means you born in the United States, you're American, you're not Dominican. No, because my mom and my grandpa's in Mexican, or the song I grew up here, I born here. No, I'm American. But no, I know I don't regret what I say. I regret to put Alex Rodriguez in the spot to ask him question, you don't have to. Look at what Ozzy said about you. Look at that's why I regret. I said, put this kid. And and this that's the only time I apologize. I called a press conference for the first time ever. Say, listen, I was playing golf and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't play golf. I called the PR department and said, listen, this one in Tucson. I'm in the bar watching and go, oh my God, where that's what any of you for for one of the biggest magazines. And that any of you come out that day, spring training. I apologize to New York Yankees, to the fans, to him and his family. Because know what I say, why I had to put the Yankees organization, his family, and him to next day at seven o'clock in the morning. Look at what Ozzy say. That's, I regret that. Twitter, explain what you like so much about it and how you ended up getting suspended because of it. Well, I think it's two things. Twitter is a personal thing. People thought I got a tweet about baseball. People thought I got a tweet about my team. People thought I got a tweet, oh, we know he run there. I never do. I respect my players. I love my players. I love the game. I respect the game. Only one guy, one thing. I couldn't deny it. I couldn't make a lot of stuff. I got kicked down by New York. Well, this guy, first of all, he don't know what I say. He don't know what he just kicked me out because he want to. And I tweet. I said, a tough guy just show up at the park. They said. So he was kicked out by an umpire, right? Okay, I could have said, me, I was a tough guy today. I show up at the ballpark, look at what I have. I could have said that. Who take that away from me? Nobody. I said, hey, hey, I was talking about me. I know I was talking about umpire. I don't care what you guys say. I know. I said, listen, you know what? I mean it. I said that by the umpire. I got money, I got suspended, and people say, well, well this is the only time I tweet about baseball, period. And I got suspended, and I got 20 something thousand dollars paying. I never say anything about talking about, about Major League Baseball. I say, hey, man, I make a mistake, I paid the cost. And I did. And I keep my head up because they was right. I should be doing that because I represent this game, and I, want, I have to represent this game the right way. And I make a big mistake to not represent the game the, the way it should be. But it's a fun thing, funny thing about it. A lot of people do worse things than that in baseball, and no, they don't do anything to them. There's, I make it coming. I'm the Major League Piñata. I'm Major League Baseball Piñata because. You really feel that way? Oh, sometimes I do. Because 100 people do the worst thing I'd have. Just because you tweet, you got to pay that? How about people get drunk? Driving, I never, they never catch me doing anything like that. And they're like, okay. It was for though tweeting during the game, right? Yes, uh, people tweet during the game, and I got witness. I got, but I couldn't say, I never did. I got my kids doing it. No, hell no, I did it, and I paid the price. I couldn't say, well, no, 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 wait a minute, that no was me. That was all my kids, and move out. No, I'm a man. So yes, I did, okay, I'm sorry. Just move on, how much it is, here it is. But I never, I never, everything I do, I, I step up and, Face it, I never deny anything. I never called the PR department to save my ass. 
Never did. Every problem I went through it, I faced it. Some people turn back on me when I say something, say, oh, oh this is on. It's not us, it's them. You see? But I don't care. I just wanted to mention some names and get the thoughts that come to mind since you tweeted about it. Actor Sean Penn. Can I say what I feel about him? Sure. He's a loser. Because when you, you live in the United States of America, talk about the United States of America. I cannot go to Spain and say, well, I don't like by Spain this and that. Well, when you say our country is in good shape, why well, it's not? When you go to Venezuela and you got private planes and with the, with the president and they got to take you to the best part in the country and you come out to the state and say, wow, I agree. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about living there. How Venezuelan people feel about being Venezuelan? That's not your business. If, if this man was, he thought Venezuela is great, why he went to California? He should stay in Venezuela for two years, leave what I grew up, to see, first of all, how much you survive, because he will get shot. Because people know it's not Venezuelan. That's one part. Second, when you make money out of somebody and you leave, well, if you like Venezuela so much, oh, I like United States. I stay here. Why? Because it's better living. But don't come out there for one week or two days and say, wow, Venezuelan Chavez is the greatest. I don't say Chavez is bad. I, don't say, I respect Chavez because he's my president. I don't like it or I love it. Either way, no matter. He's my president. I have to respect him. He's my president. He's the guy representing us. But when you go to our country and say, well, this is the best, you know, job is okay, Venezuela is good, well, excuse me? Well, what part of Venezuela they take you? Who are you to talk about Venezuela? I bet you you don't go to Venezuela for free. Well, you go to Venezuela? I invite him to go to Venezuela with me. I said, this is Venezuela, bro. He is, this is Venezuela, not the one they show you. That's all. And uh, I don't think you got to have any right to talk about our country with no reason. What do you recall from the first time you moved out of your parents' home way back when? Very tough because I was a kid. But very smart move because I was doing what I wanted to do. And when you step up and say, listen, that's what I do, and I got to do my, my way, I, I grew up when I was 10 years old. And I love my mother, thank God they're still alive, but I think that's the best thing we all did because I don't regret any, any minutes of what I did. How about the first time you bought a house for yourself? What were you looking for? Can I say everyone, I did it. I did it. And I said, I think that was the most proud thing I ever did in my life besides how my kids, I think. When I, I got married, I was 18 years old and still married. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> but people thought we just got to be married for a couple of days. And it's, it's, it's one thing about it, when I buy my house for her and my kids, I think that's, that's all my work was for. And to me, I, not, I got a lot of nice stuff. But I think one, one time I said, I got to have the nicest house in this place, and I did. And that's why, because I think I grew up in a very bad situation. I want my kids never go through what I went through. If you grow up where I grow up, you feel proud of who, you are, who I am. Oh, my God. I see a lot of bad stuff. Killing, coke, drugs all over the place, prostitutes, doctors.
teachers. I grew up in the, in the thing you had to survive. If you see Ozzy Guillen out there, no matter you like me or not, you have to respect and feel proud who I am because where I come from, you don't even imagine where I come from. And what I did without school, with what I did with seventh grade, eighth grade, not too many people do it with college. And I think people will think better about me, who I really, who I am, and why I talk that way I talk. Because nobody give me anything for free. And I don't want my kids to take advantage of that. My kids, uh, and I don't think I have the best kids, but I think they know where I come from, how I come from. My kid can be talking about with United States, President of the United States here, when he can talk with somebody in the street where I grew up, cocaine guy, crackhead, because that's the way I grew up. I cannot deny that. I cannot forget my, my roots. I cannot forget about that people I left back. I can still help those people. Not everyone, most of the time they're dead, they're in jail, their mom is dying, cancer, but I love it when I walk and I drive my car to where I come from, I say, well, I show you everybody can do it. I just got lucky and I, I have my head in one thing and that's, that's, that's the only thing can get you. It's one thing before, it's one thing nobody know about me, I like to prove people wrong. I love it, that's the best thing a man can do. When I signed professional baseball, they thought I was be, make it to rookie league, get released because I was 140 pounds no skills, just very smart baseball player. When I can make it to the big league, they thought, okay, you just got lucky, make it to the big league. I played 16 years. When I was coaching, well, he's coaching the Montreal Espos. Anybody can coach there. A couple of days later, I was coaching a, a, a championship team. When I was managing, oh, you were managing for a couple of days because it's crazy. You don't know what the hell is doing as a manager. You don't know where it's going from and how they hide this guy. And my marriage, that's the number one. I told people I got, to, I got to get divorced in two days, and I'm still, that's what, almost 30 something years married. And I love that. Can we I see love, the tattoo? I love to prove married. I said, I got a tattoo of my wife here. The only reason I put it in Japanese just in case she likes somebody else. <laughs> she can leave. I can tell my another girlfriend, say, that's love, peace, and whatever. <laughs> but it's a, it's a fight thing, it's one thing about when, I, when I'm, I'm real. I'm real. I'm, I'm, I, when, I, when I told you you my friend, I mean it. When I hug you, I mean it. When I even walk over, you know, me, when I don't care about you, just, just be happy. Just leave me alone. That's 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 me. That's I don't care. I don't care what people think about me. I really don't. It's only one people have to worry about what think. What do they think about me? This is my wife and my three kids. Everybody out. Sorry, even my parents. Nope, because. I am who I am because me. No, and I am who I am because somebody else. I, 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 I fight through it, I live through it, and I'm gonna die through it. Tell me about that meeting when you were being interviewed for the potential White Sox manager's job. I was drunk. You were drunk? Yes. Yes, I was drunk. Why come to the meeting for such an important because I didn't interview? Really care. Drunk? I have a great job when I was. Okay, we finish up. But the you worst. cared enough to fly to the. Well, meeting. because okay, so I tell you what what happened. You think I, I I was crazy. We finish up winning the World Series in Miami, and all the song, Jerry called me. Kenny goes, "Hey, we gotta have an interview." 
they talk to my wife, I was still party and having fun. They say, we're going to meet us in that hotel close to the airport. I don't know, we don't want anybody to see you. About okay, I fly. And I wake up when the, we land. All of a sudden, I sit there. The, the limo take me to Naperville, someplace. And we start talking. The first thing I say, I don't know if you, you want to interview for me for real. Just let me know right away. Oh, we're going to start that way. I said, no, you know, I don't want you to waste your time if you don't want me to be the manager. Oh, you have to, you have to, 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 to interview a minority. I don't believe in that. I don't, you, you have to hire whoever is convenient or you think is the best guy in the game. You don't have to hire anybody because it's a minority. It was this Kenny you were talking to or both yes. Kenny and Mr. No, Renzo? just Kenny. Okay. We talk about, uh, I said, let's talk about baseball anytime. I don't know. But we start talking about baseball, 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 and all the sons said, well, you know, then he was done, go back to Miami. Then more party. It was the parade. In the way out, they say, can you stay in Chicago for another day? I said, hell no. I go to Miami. We had a parade. The first time I win a World Series, I got to go enjoy it. Right. We went back two days later. They went, I don't know, it's two days later, two weeks later. It had to be closed because we're still doing the parade. For the 2003 World Series. Yeah, 2003 right? World Series. Then I just get to the conclusion, you know, I was excited, very, very excited because this is the White Sox. This is the thing I want to manage all my life. This is the thing I want to be back here. You know, it's a lot of things going through. But in the meanwhile, I said, well, I'm happy here. I got my house here. I can see my kid playing. We just went in. I got everything for me. Fly, whatever they call me, I was worse. <laughs> Get in, another song is Jerry and Kenny. I meet with Jerry and Kenny. Kenny had to go to the wedding. Did they know you were in going? Atlanta? They might thought I was tired because the flight, three hour flight early in the morning. I mean, I almost mean by flight. And my wife tried to wake me up. I said, you know what? It's like you have a new, nice car and you want a new one, but you don't need it. That's why I told her, drunk. It's like, no, like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine here. I love it here. My wife just pushed me out. Then I take the, the gleam of whatever I was. Then when the interview is over, congratulations, you're the manager of the White Sox. Then I said, thank you. You know, it's like, Jerry go, you know what I get excited? I go, excited? This is a lot of responsibility. You think this is a good job? It's not a good job. I want it, yes. Then I was like, no, I was like, wow. Kenny left. I'm going to see with Jer Kenny, Jerry talk about it. I was so out of there. I don't even remember what he say. Go back to Miami that day. Not call my wife anything. I get to Miami. And I, she asked me about it. I said, yeah, I got the job. <laughs> and, and you excited? I said, I, I, I guess, yeah. But Jerry and Kenny told me, said, don't say anything to anybody in the next 10 days. Oh, 11 days, whatever it was. I go, well, I was playing golf. Every time I hit the ball, I go, hey, you know what? I go to the manager of the White Sox. <laughs> I couldn't take it. I, but I never say anything because, you know, I mean, obviously, if I say to somebody else, I even say that to my kids. Mm -hmm. And I told my wife, yes, I got to be, but please don't say anything to anybody. We keep it to ourselves. Good. And, every, you know, everything is tough from there. But I'm unbelievable. Somebody have a big interview for a job and show up 50% right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, At least I know they, they say no. I enjoy it anyway. That's it for now. But if you want more in-depth interviews, 
Head over to youtube.com slash Graham Bensinger. We have a deep library, which includes more than 2,000 clips spanning 13 plus years. Thanks again for listening.